over a trillion dollars of waste in supply chains today. The net zero carbon emission is something that corporates are taking very seriously. To meet these objectives, they're going to have to take into consideration CO2 emissions. Hi, and welcome back to Net Zero Carbon. I'm Tyler Cole, your host. And this is the show at FreightWaves where we discuss insights and information around sustainability in freight and logistics. Today, I'm joined by Jack Schickler, the CEO of SPI Systems. Jack, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having us. We're happy to have you on. And I won't steal too much of your thunder, but I'm really excited to hear about the solution you guys are bringing to market because it's promising to, to do two things that I'm really passionate about. It's going to cut emissions and it's going to save money. <laughs> and I know every fleet operator on the planet is going to be interested to hear what you have to say. So tell us briefly a little bit about your background and how you got started with SBI. A little intro. I'm a chemical engineer trained by General Motors. I worked with GM for 33 years. I retired early in uh, 1992 to start my own business dedicated to heavy trucks. And GM said, we'll help you get started. So it was, it was very comfortable and uh, a good way to make a departure because we both recognized that we weren't doing enough to support heavy truck. So I, that's been my mission and passion for decades now. So I'm having to tell you that I'm very happy to be here. Uh, we're going to talk about SPI, Service Professionals Incorporated, is the base corporation and a product called SPEAR, which is S-P-I-E-R, stands for Exhaust Reaction. It's a brand new system that revolutionizes diesel combustion. Uh, we invented it several years ago and have tested it in uh, road vehicles, heavy-duty vehicles uh, across the nation for now three years. And it's basically on the market. We're now rigging trucks and ready to go. So the benefits are, first of all, a tremendous decrease in fuel usage. Uh, we're running anywhere from well, 10 to 30% at times, depending on the road cycle and the loads. But we're getting those kinds of percentages in um, improvement in miles per gallon. NOx, uh, harmful emissions in NOx uh, come down about 20%, which of course is a big savings on EGR as well. And it does meet the emission law well into the 30s and maybe even beyond the 30s. Uh, it improves horsepower by about 5 to 8% by virtue of improved combustion and provides less maintenance and more uptime, mainly because we're reducing the soot content in the engine tremendously by virtue of this benefit of combustion. So those are the basic elements of uh, what the system can provide. It's an easy upfit on a truck. Uh, there are no requirements. We don't interact at all with the ECM, the onboard computer. We don't uh, change any OEM components. And uh, we do the install in about four to six hours um, at a shop that can handle exhaust systems. So the total fleet vehicle size really doesn't matter to us. But for example, out of 100 vehicles, uh, the potential savings within one year uh, for long haul is about a million dollars. So it's uh, easily affordable by really all elements and all aspects of the fleet market, including even the smallest fleet owner. And we've done fleets now from single uh, owner operators all the way up to major fleets. 
Uh, we've done engines um, in the size of 8.0 liter all the way up to 15. And we've covered uh, so far the makes of the International Freightliner and our friends uh, in the Packard group. So we're planning to go even further than that, but it really doesn't matter to us what the truck and the engine is. Uh, this system is almost universal in its capability. So how do we get started in this? Well, with all the buzz about alternative energy, we started saying, well, okay, but what do we have available to us right now? Uh, what are the fuels that are available to us and where's the energy in those fuels? Well, when we did a study, the Department of Energy puts out a graph, which I'll show you that basically says, look, uh, diesel fuel, D2 diesel, is the highest energy content of all fuels in the country. And matter of fact, compared to natural gas, it's four times higher than just natural gas as an example. So we said, well, if that's the case, and we're already using diesel fuel, what happens to that energy? Where did it go? So we went back and started taking a look at diesel efficiency being 42%, theoretical 55%, gasoline being 42%, I mean 33%, theoretical 42%, and said, well, what can we do to increase that efficiency and get more energy out of that fuel? So when we went back and said, well, if I'm looking at a truck running down the road, I'm seeing water running out of the end of the tailpipe. Uh, I know diesels like water injection. What if I just put that water back in there? Uh, why am I throwing it away? So then we began looking even more closely at the exhaust and said, well, there's 16% oxygen in there. That should benefit combustion. So why don't we put both of those back in? And at the same time, we studied the catalytic effects of the ester treatment and said, wow, we're changing the chemistry of the exhaust. If we put all three back in, we think we're going to get a tremendous benefit. The first time we did it, we got 22% improvement in fuel economy. Wow. And I called my partner, Jim Corello, who you're going to hear from later on, who is the dealer principal at Regional International Truck and Trailer in uh, Rochester with five locations across New York State. And he said, I'll give you a truck and uh, we'll go for it. And not only that, I'm head of the dealer council and I'll get my fellow dealers interested. So from there, we said, all right, let's put this thing on some fleets. And Jim has been rigging fleets for us ever since. Uh, we have found these benefits on major fleet trucks. We've done everything from eight liter up to 15 liter. We've done Kenworth, Navistar, Freightliner, and pretty soon we'll be working on Volvo. But it doesn't require any upfit up other than the system going on an existing truck. You don't change the OEM structure. You don't interact with the ECM. It's a straight upfit in the exhaust system. So installation only takes about four to six hours and we can put it pretty much in any truck. So we're on the market, it's already, we're already selling it. It's ready now. We don't have to worry about waiting for alternative energy because we've got it here right now in the Spear system. The benefits we get, just to give you some highlight numbers, are NOx is down by about 20%. Uh, particulate matter goes down by about 30% to 50. Uh, hydrocarbons, of course, go down almost completely. And fuel efficiency goes up by about anywhere from 15 to 25, 30%. With that being the case, 
we said, well, I guess what we ought to do is start promoting this from the standpoint of it being a dual induction system. We, what we mean by that is we blend it into the existing intake system. So when it's going into the intake manifold, it's a blend of the spirit product going in along with the air stream that you see going into the engine today. Uh, our benefits are, of course, they speak for themselves, but what we've done is a lot of road testing because you also have to be aware of the torque demand on the, the fuel, I mean, on the engine. Uh, what you have to be aware of is the, the loads that you're pulling, the terrains over which you're going, and all of the aspects of a truck that long haul and medium duties has to put up with in the course of pulling freight. So what we typically say is, look, uh, there are a lot of energy advocates out there that are talking about alternative energy, but what we're saying is, yeah, but where's the power? So we're right up there providing more power. We're already pulling diesels over the Rockies at 80,000 pounds of uh, freight. That's the bogey. That's what we've got to do. That's realistic. And that's what this thing does. It doesn't care about that. It basically improves the horsepower and the fuel economy and the emissions all in one bundle by virtue of chemical change going back into the engine. So with that as the benefit of Spear, we're out there making product today. Um, we basically will turn to an installation base that's dependent upon people that are very familiar with exhaust systems. Now, Jim, I'm wondering if you could tell us um, from your dealership community what you see, because you've been rigging truck for us now. Yeah, obviously, you know, Jack and I came up with this concept, so duty, everything you said. And we have progressed through different segments of this process, changing componentry, finding improvements each and every way. Uh, substantial fuel economy reduction in NOx, like Jack says. Uh, I'm more of see the pants guy, so I like to talk to the drivers to see how the drivers feel with spear on and with spear off. Uh, they tell us, and the terminology is kind of kind of vague, but he <laughs> says that truck is happier. It, the engine likes what it's what's what's happening, which is a good thing. Now the problem is so many people that listen about uh, or try and understand Spear, they think it's EGR. It's not EGR. We're we're running the gas after it's gone through the whole process, going out the stack. So it's not EGR. But the other thing we're doing that people don't understand is we're actually tricking the computer. So the computer is an algorithm that they put together that shows fuel economy. The computer doesn't understand what we're doing. So you have to measure fuel. You have to really get involved to understand the results of what we're doing. And that's what, that's what we're working on right now. We, we know it works. We've had people verify it works. But the key is, uh, as we make new changes, it keeps doing nothing but improving. No, I was just going to say that's really exciting, and I'm happy we have Jim on who's out there testing these in the real world and getting on-road feedback from drivers. I think that's really important. It may be a, a brief uh, side trip we need to go down, but just for the, our listeners that are not fleet operators, right, someone who's interested in sustainability in general but isn't in logistics, I think it's important they know a little bit about the mechanics of the current diesel trucks on the road, right, with the emission regulations we have in place. So. Many of these long haul trucks have 
exhaust treatment systems and additional chemical treatment, like you said earlier, Jack, that are capturing things coming out before they go into the tailpipe and they could even be recirculating some of that exhaust. So this um, induction system spear is existing on these trucks outside of those systems and is interacting with them in a way that Jim just said is not necessarily part of that computerized emissions control system on, on the truck, right? Yeah, the good part is that the current uh, engineering challenge in diesel emissions is to calibrate the truck in such a way that you're balancing all of those demands for load carrying and freight pulling against the combustion process that's only getting 42% uh, efficiency. And so you're doing everything you can to try to figure out how to time the injection and uh, control of air rates and flows. And you're doing that with the ECM, the onboard computer. So that's the, the calibration challenge for the guys that are making these things. And they're underwater trying to figure out how to meet the emission laws with all of those challenges in front of them. The thing about Spear is it walks in and says, look, we've got a new toolbox for you guys. Here is a way to cut all of those problems you've been experiencing without having to mess with the calibration. We'll leave the calibration alone, but we're not going to depend on the onboard computer to run it. Uh, we basically are going in and saying this is benefiting whatever the onboard computer is already doing, because right now we're losing out the tailpipe. We're losing all of those beneficial gases and the water and the oxygen that are already in the exhaust. Why should we be wasting that? That's not sustainable. Uh, what we can be doing is recovering that stuff and reusing it immediately in the combustion chamber. Now, the benefit that we see here, the, let's call it the secret sauce, is the speed of reaction of the chemistry. Uh, this thing is accomplishing its combustion benefit in trillionths of a second. That's how fast it is because there's a chemical reaction immediately breaking down the fuel. Whereas a diesel injection system has to wait for the ECM to recognize the demand for torque and has to then change the calibration or the flow rate of the injectors to accomplish that. That's milliseconds. We've already blown right by that. So the onboard computer can't keep up with what we're doing and it cannot begin to measure the benefits. That's why Jim says you got to measure liquid fuel. The only way you know at the end of the game is what you're using in liquid fuel. And we do that by looking at the fuel cards from the drivers. So that's the, we basically match the terrain and the torque demand with the fuel card. And what we, what we do is where we really see the savings that we're accomplishing. So you're Both setting, you're essentially setting a baseline pre-spire, right? And then you're looking at the results post-spire based on fuel consumption coming into the right. truck. Yeah. We pronounced it spear because it's S-P-I-E-R, and that's the German word for muscle. <laughs> nice. Nice. I learned something new today and something that's very, very relevant and I think often overlooked in this conversation when everyone's thinking about the future of trucking and how we're going to do it in a zero emission way. People forget the long tail. People forget we have millions of these on the road in America today, and they're going to go on and live for decades in other countries when they're done working here. Absolutely. And we've got to have a solution in place that helps cut emissions now. And when you give someone the option to say, yes, you can cut emissions now, but I will also give you a 20% fuel savings and there you go. working power. There how, you does, go. How, does, how does that not sell? Yeah, that, that's great. And the response, by the way, is, first of all, 
uh, wonderment that that is even possible. And we just say, look, we'll prove it. We're taking orders. Uh, this thing is available. So if you're serious, we're taking orders and putting it on trucks. And that's working today. The other thing about uh, the, let's call it the mission of trying to improve right now is that there are 65 million trucks out there right now that, that can use this thing. They're all out there emitting like mad, throwing the goodies out the tailpipe. And what we're saying is you don't need to do that anymore. There's no waiting. We don't have to wait for alternate fuels. We've got alternate energy right now. And that energy is in uh, basically millions of calories uh, per in the in combustion cycle that are released because right now they're locked up in the molecules of the fuel. We've never been able to break them down. We're now doing that chemically. And uh, that's the really the exciting part of this. Chemistry is now joining mechanical engineering to a degree that's never been done and changing the thermodynamics of the entire process. That is fascinating. This is hard for a lot of engineers to get their head around. A lot of engineers that understand gas and, and diesel engines in the combustion cycle, yep. they can't believe this could work. Yeah. Well, what it comes it down to work. is physical chemistry, which is thermodynamics, joining in with chemical engineering uh, by a couple of mechanical engineers and gearhead guys like Jim, who rebuilds his own engines, uh, to put together a combination that works. And it's practical. I grew up on a farm. Uh, I was responsible for the trucks and tractors. At harvest time, if I told my dad that I had a truck that wasn't running, and well, he'd say, what are you going to do? I said, well, I'll try to borrow one. He said, no, everybody's busy. He says, I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to fix it right now. <laughs> he says, this is harvest time. Well, I'm here to tell you this is harvest time in our country. It's time to take 65 million trucks and convert them into benefits rather than pollution. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit about, we're taking orders. What's the go-to-market here? I know you and I, you know, I talked offline a little bit ahead of this, that there's some potential regulation that could be some serious tailwinds uh, for a solution like yours. What's the, you know, future outlook in the next couple of years look for you guys? Well, they're talking in Congress about this. What's the, is that the? The STEER Act? STEER Act. Uh, about giving you a, a credit for anything that you do along these lines. The price of the system is $6,000. Uh, you're going to pay that back in less than a year. Uh, as I said, you're talking million, about a million dollars on a long-haul truck per year savings uh, at 120,000 miles per year. So this is real, and it's available right now. What we expect is that when we start putting this out there, the installation is the big question mark. Can I install it myself? And we say, yes, we'll send you a kit of the parts. We will send you instructions on how to do it in your own shop if you wish, or it can hook up with a dealer. So, Jim, would you address what you think the dealers would do with this? Well, I think that the dealers, and again, I would go to international dealers first, but I would go to any dealer who's willing to do a quality install because of the magnitude of trucks out there and they have their favorite guy doing the work on it. We could guide them. It is not, there's no rocket scientists here. It's all mechanics. It's very simple. You can't make a lot of mistakes if you follow our direction and the results are proven. So it's, it, we have a lot of people that were, that I'm sure would be willing to install these. Excellent. 
I'm hoping that, uh, Tyler, this spreads across the world. Uh, the kinds of dealers we're working with and the OEMs that make the trucks, most of them, as you know, are owned outside of the U.S. now. Uh, vertical integration in the engine business, et cetera, with all the big boys are owned by somebody in Europe or another country. And uh, we have filed patents in all of those countries as well as in the U.S. So you're protected when you use this thing against the, the idea that somebody's going to take it away from you. Definitely. And Spear, or SPI, I should say, is it an IP play where you guys are owning the licensing and the product and the patents? Or are you guys actually doing any downstream manufacturing? Or are you working with contract manufacturers for the actual kits? Right. We're working right now. We've approached a major manufacturer of exhaust systems, uh, one of the world's largest. Uh, they're excited about it. They want to prove it out for themselves. But that's the, the play is uh, we sell a kit of parts. Our product is a kit of parts. Uh, it's basically very simple parts that anybody can put on. Uh, they actually plan to make that kit. Uh, they are of, of the size and manufacturing capability to do that. And then uh, what we're also doing is contacting other OEMs to say, look, uh, you can put this on an OEM installation in the factory, or you, you can do it in your yard that's outside the factory. Or you can basically turn to your dealers and say, uh, please put this on for me. So what we're doing is trying to involve the entire community. We brought uh, my alma mater, Kettering University, into the act uh, to help us with the engineering and ongoing research. Um, we've also involved Rochester Institute of Technology, who has proven the system and uh, written reports on it. So those two uh, engineering uh, institutions are continuing to support it and develop it even further. Uh, the guys at Kettering are saying, look, uh, there's a, a chassis dynamometer down here at EPA in Ann Arbor. Uh, let's go get that uh, being used for testing trucks as well. So we would put them in charge of it as, and make it a student project as well. We feel that the uh, institutions around the world that are involved with emission development and control of engines would really understand that this is a tremendous boon to the educational process and to the overall engineering process. As I said, this is the first time chemistry meets mechanical engineering in detail. And uh, it's very exciting. I've been in love with chemistry ever since I was in high school. Uh, most mechanical guys don't even want to talk about it. But Jim embraced it. I mean, he's a, he's a gearhead. And, I just took it to him. I said, I'm thinking this, I'm thinking that. He says, I agree with you. Says, Let's give it a truck. Let's give it a shot. And that's when we got our first 22%. Well, trust me, I've blown up a lot of motors. <laughs> <laughs> Practice makes perfect. Practice makes perfect, man. Well, well, that's why you have to prove out the reality of what you're talking about. And we proved that we're not hurting anything. We're just helping everything. So... We're just going to keep going, keep developing. We continue to go forward. We're going to improve. It be adopted by everybody, I'm sure. Yeah, that's that's the goal. And uh, it's our mission. Uh, we thank you for bringing it out. But uh, we're both dedicated to it. And every time we run into a new customer, they become dedicated to it in a hurry. Uh, by the well, way, imagine if, if you're... Going to customers, selling them, you'll reduce their largest, yeah, <laughs> one of their largest cost centers by twenty percent. 
Right. <laughs> Meg Driver's happy with a happy truck. It's got to be an easy sell. I, I agree with you. I hope this is a solution that's going to scale and scale fast because we all know we're living on borrowed time. So the faster we can chop emissions, the better. The first fleet that got into it, by the way, they're a local fleet, Leonard's Express. They've got installations all over the country. They've got about 450, 500 trucks, and they bought into it right away. And Ken Johnson, who is the CEO, said, yeah, we want to give this a shot. So we've been rigging trucks for them now for three years, and they're very happy and a very big proponent of the system. Uh, They just won uh, one of the top dealership awards in the U.S. for going after emissions and uh, economy and operation of their business. And they swear by it. So uh, we feel very confident in any fleet looking at it. I love success stories like that. And you mentioned earlier, I just want to restate it for the listeners, but if we've got a fleet of 100 trucks doing, what, 120,000 miles a year? Right. That savings is around a million bucks? Yep. If they're installing these on every one of those fleets? Yep. That's at uh, 320 a gallon. I'm seeing on the road, it's already four and a quarter. (laughs) Right. Yeah, we don't have to worry about that price comparison today. (laughs) It's going to depend on torque load. Right. is torque that's where you're going to gain your your fuel economy but i would say jack is very very close definitely yeah that's fantastic well what finds uh, actually we probably need to take it another direction i ask everybody that comes on this show why this issue matters to them and i think with a solution like this it would be really relevant to hear jack why is sustainability and freight and logistics important to you personally well, from the standpoint of looking at the the environment and um, and transportation and freight, and I see those diagrams that show transportation responsible for at least forty percent of what's going on in in uh, emission problems. I look at global warming, and I'm saying, wait a minute, this is ridiculous. Talking about waiting for 10 years to get into effect, something that's going to knock the heck out of global warming. Let's do it now. There's no waiting. So that's what really got me started uh, is to say, I know enough about engines and chemistry to say, I don't think we have to put up with this. So that's really the message for Washington. And I'm hoping uh, we'll resound with the uh, Department of Energy as well. I think EPA will be. Uh, quite excited about it because it's a solution. And the maintenance cost comes by virtue of the fact that the other thing is, I'm tired of seeing my diesel engines coked up with soot from the EGR system. More and more EGR to cut knocks doesn't make any sense. EGR came along with gasoline engines. I used to make the valves. I was a plant manager for GM making those valves. So I've been up with with emissions, I said, well, you're going to put this on a diesel? You're going to put all that soot back in the engine? You're going to scrub the walls of the cylinder and plug up, plug up the bearings for the turbo and God knows what else downstream? It's a mess. We think we've cut uh, EGR by 30% already. We're hoping to get rid of it in the end game, but um, that's up to the OEMs and the engine makers. But really what it meant what got me started is I just got sick of uh, seeing diesels uh, being hurt and uh, hurting the environment at the same time. Man, that is so well said and inspiring because that's what that's where change comes from. 
So people are sick of current status quo, right? They want to see a solution, fix the problems with the current world. And I love that yours is not just environmental, but the way you talk, you guys talk about trucks, you know, like they're your kids. I love it. You don't want them to be sick and we want these trucks to run happy. They are our kids. I've <laughs> been doing it for 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> He's a truck lover. Long enough to know that we've got a bright future ahead because everybody's going to keep running trucks for a long time. And a solution like Spear hopefully helps us do it cleaner and cheaper and better. So I'm really grateful that you guys spent some time with me today. I'm excited about this solution. We'll put some notes in our in our show links, uh, some links in the show notes at the end of this so people can understand where to go and find out more. Um, but I appreciate your time. I look forward to the solution and we'll check back next year and see how things are going. Thank you very much. Yeah, appreciate it very much. Jack and Jim, y'all take care.